Hey y'all, hey, Soil Cousins, I need to have a word with you. This is a public service announcement about voting because we all need to do it, all right? So we know this is a, a election year, all right? There's a It's a presidential election, but we need to be mindful of a couple specific things. There are many more candidates on the ballot besides the president, all right? So what you need to do is go to Ballot Ready, that's B-A-L-L-O-T, R-E-A-D-Y dot org for a nonpartisan guide to your entire ballot. You can see the whole thing. You need to know what's on there so you don't get in the booth looking cray or just being completely uninformed and leaving some parts blank. Leaving it blank, yo, that's just an opportunity for evil to prevail. And the last thing we need is for evil doing that. So from there on the ballot ready site, you can compare your candidates based on their stances on issues, biography, or endorsements, and then you can save your choices to use when you vote by mail or in the voting booth. We have options. You can even request your absentee ballot or make a plan to vote, because we need a plan, early on or on election day. This election matters. So make sure that you have a plan to vote so that you can vote informed, y'all. And I want to make sure that you understand that it is, you might be unfamiliar with some of the more local positions. That's really what I'm talking to you about. Like, I, I want you to consider that. We know you probably have already kind of made up your mind about who you want to vote for for president. That's your business. But if you are unfamiliar with some of the more local positions, positions, we recommend hosting a ballot party. All right. We can, we can. You know, make it a little bit fun. Get together with your friends over Zoom. Split up the research. You guys, you know, go through your ballots together so that we can be informed about these local positions that matter so much. They control things like who to prosecute and they're monitoring the quality of our drinking water and even the access to some of the spaces that we want to use for community gardening. You know, there's so many things and changes that have happened with polling places and such as a result of COVID. So we just want to make sure, well, I just want to make sure with this public service announcement that my soil cousins are prepared. Go to BallotReady.org and enter your address to make a plan to vote and vote informed. What's up, y'all? We black in the garden. Hey, what's up? What's up? What's up? So glad that you have joined me this week on episode eight of Black in the Garden. And by me, I mean Cola B. Talking, your crossing guard here at the intersection of black culture and horticulture. And I am thrilled that you have decided to get into this episode, support the podcast, hashtag Black in the Garden, hashtag Botanical Brothers, hashtag Soil Sisters, and hashtag Planty Peeps. Because you know, we got something for the non-binary. It's not just a couple boxes that you're going to check. We're going to make sure that everybody get a box. Or let's just eliminate the boxes. Whatever you want to do, whatever feels right for you, I support you. I was going to say uh, a pronoun, but we don't even really need all those. Just know that the soil is what connects us. So once again, I'm Cola B. Talking, and you are here on Black in the Garden. And, you know, I was thinking about Kwanzaa. I was thinking about how lovely it is, how we have these seven principles, and it's all like woo-woo and... um like a week out of the end of the year. It just feels kind of rushed to me. It really does. And these principles are just so, so vital to the community overall that I just don't think that one week at the end of the year is really enough to encompass them. So in the spirit of Black excellence, all right, I just here on Black in the Garden, I would like to say, especially since it's early in the year anyway, that we could just do Kwanzaa all year. So I'm going to be bringing forth the principle. This week it's going to be Imani. I know that there's seven. I know. And I know that there's more than seven weeks in the year. I, I do math. <laughs> 
I do math. But obviously that means that we'll be revolving. And I'm saying faith because, you know, it's just kind of a way for me to get into a little piece of a little inspiration and while keeping a firm grasp on the culture. And faith is really what we need right now to believe the powerful words of our our philosopher, prophet, if you will, Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, he was a prophet when he said that we're going to be all right. We're going to be all right. So if you believe that, then you are definitely living by the, the principle of Imani, which is faith. And I salute you for that. And I join you in the observance of that on um, this episode eight of Black in the Garden. So... I've also been thinking a bit about politically neutral spaces and I guess apolitical spaces is uh, another way to reference being politically neutral. And I want to make it clear that this is actually not one of those places. Now, I'm not up here to be beating your head in about who did this or whoever said whatever stupid thing on the internets or on the uh, presidential trail or whatever, because I'm so not here for none of that. This is a gardening podcast still. So just hold your horses. We'll get there. Speaking of getting there, we're definitely going to get to the winner of the, I ha- did you hear, did you hear that Oprah come out? Did you hear a jump out of me? She lives. Okay. Forever in my soul. But yes, we're going to get to the winner of the Rooted Pots giveaway but we're not there yet. So bear with me as I was saying, see, I can keep on track. I can stay on point that yes, this is, this is a black space. Okay. So, so much of blackness is political. And, um, so it's kind of hard to kind of like try to dance around it. So I'm just going to tap dance right on top of it. Whenever it comes up, especially when speaking with guests, uh, we have in the lineup, food activists and and food equity and, and all kinds of enthusiasts for community-based and community-related things as they relate to our community. And so sometimes we're going to get into that. Uh, today, in particular, we're going to get into some houseplant chat because, you know, t- 2020, 2020 is literally ablaze. Like the world is literally on fire right now. And uh, that's kind of a big deal. I mean, there's also, you know, a presidential race going on and all kind of political iniquity and uh, the Oompa Loompa in charge done uh, pissed somebody off. And now the internet is cracking up to World War Three memes. Like what? What are we actually doing? And of course, I'm confused as hell about what we're going to do as far as starting seeds or not starting seeds or what's happening with the garden because global warming has got everybody confused. The mosquitoes are confused. The animals like, what's going on? It's it. I just was outside on a January evening with no shoes on. Like, am I in Florida? I really had to check myself, but no, I'm not in Florida. I'm in zone eight. And uh, it should definitely be, at the very least, chilly. But like I said, global warming. And um, y'all probably know by now, you probably heard by now, that Australia's on fire. And um, I was looking into that a little bit. Um, Full disclosure, I do steer clear of a lot of, of getting bogged down in news And all the political stuff, because I still have mental health and and self-care and just, you know, like uh, good morale to maintain. And it is increasingly difficult to maintain that when you are trying to keep up with all the trash that is the news. So um, if you feel the same way, then you understand. If you are a uh, news junkie, then enjoy yourself because I sure... I surely will not be. But uh thought that came up for me as I was just kind of reading up on what's happening with the Australia fires is the concept of 
white supremacy as it relates to global decay. Whew, y'all. So I read a quote in an article about, it was in CNN, CNN.com. Um, I did a basic search, y'all. And there was this uh, professor of Aboriginal history. And I just want to read this quote where he says, where the Aboriginal people are in charge, they're not having big fires. But in the South, where white people are in charge, we are having the problems. Do you see what I meant there? Um, Aboriginal people across the globe are really the best keepers of the land because they actually care about the land. They rely upon the land. Aboriginal people in so many instances are people of color, uh, not just Africans, but, you know, like I said, people of color all over the land. And so they definitely should be the one the, the experts that are called upon to make sure that we're getting this right. Because, like I said, as long as white supremacy is a thing, we getting it wrong. Listen, just stick with me. I promise you this is not going to be my TED talk about white supremacy. We'll get there in a future episode. But, you know, as for me in my house, in my podcast on Black in the Garden, we're going to seek refuge in plants. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, I'm going to seek refuge in plants. Did you turn to him? Make sure you get your mints in check first because you don't be turning to your neighbors with your breath kicking. Who Chile, we cannot, no. Turn to your neighbor with the freshness of orbit on your breath and let them know we are seeking refuge in plants on this day in this podcast, Black in the Garden. And we are, we, I, I struggle sometimes with that, but I Cola be talking and very excited to get into this interview with Brittany of Black Girl Green World to get into some houseplant chat because listen, refuge in plants is a real, real thing. And um, if you're listening to this, you probably already understand and are reaping the benefits of that. Uh, and uh, Brittany definitely gets into detail about how much it has been beneficial in her life. Plant therapy, can I get enough of it? Hug your plants. Hug on your plants. Tell them you love them. That was <laughs> that was me as Yanla. Uh, so I'm getting into all my impressions on today. But I hope that you will enjoy this interview with Black Girl Green World just as much as I enjoyed recording with her. So without further ado, let's get into the interview. Before we go any further, I need to take a moment to let you in on a Black-owned business that is Cocoa and Seed, spelled C-O-C-O and Seed. It is a place to get nature-inspired home and garden products for the plant lover in your life. Me, I don't know. If you were looking for somebody, I'm one. At Cocoa and Seed, you can find personalized enamel camping mugs with these really dope Monstera leaves on there, and you can personalize those things. You can personalize the mugs. Hey, indoor garden kits like this um, hydroponic microgreens planter um my fave i grew some really cute spicy radish microgreens in those in 10 days that is literally nature's fast food all of this is with a worry-free guarantee there's cute journal stickers with amethyst crystals on there all kind of stuff including propagation tubes and these adorable wire stands you got to get on the website i'll take you there Products are carefully crafted, sourced, and packaged with eco-friendly and sustainable materials because we care about the earth, right? So stop what you're doing unless you're driving, if you can, but if you're not driving, stop what you're doing, click the link in the show description. This is what's going to happen. You're going to get to my affiliate link so that you can support the podcast and get 10% off. 
So stop what you're doing. Go in the show description. Click that link. If you're on Instagram, click the link in the bio. Take you to the website. Get your discount. Support Black Business. Support Black in the Garden. And we appreciate you for that. Here we are today speaking with Brittany of Black Girl Green World, formerly of Clumps of Mascara, but she's going to clear that up for us. So Brittany, welcome to Black in the Garden. Hello. So happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Yes. Hey, girl. Hey. So yeah, let's just get right into it because I know that you are, I don't know if you're feeling away or I'm trying to understand the transition that happened. How did you go mascara mondays to <laughs> monster mondays you see what i did i see what you did there okay. yo oh man so clumps of mascara is 13 12 i haven't even i've lost count but clumps of mascara is between 12 and 13 years old and around 2017 i found myself making a shift a lot of what i did online had a lot to do with the beauty industry and i'm still a beauty girl but yeah. I don't know. Um, after 2017, I was a young mom and kind of losing the passion that I had for full-time blogging, but kind of kept up with it. And then all of 2019, I just, I haven't been as dedicated to that as I wanted to. And I went through a, a spiel of, um, I don't even know what the word is because I was never formally diagnosed, but I had a lot of mental health challenges in 2018. And that's what kind of brought me into the world of plants. And Clumps yeah. of Mascara still exists because it's my baby. It's what a lot of people know me as. But I spend most of my time in Plantstagram, Black Plantstagram world. So both still exist, but I just want to be around all the plants for now, if that makes any sense. I don't blame you because yeah. it sounds like it sounds like plant therapy was something that kind of got you over from the mental health challenges that you were having. You were having mm-hmm. panic attacks, right? Yeah, girl. And when I tell you, we can't even say was because the mugs still be happening. I legit <laughs> had a serious, a serious meltdown. I don't know. Was it? Fr- it was Friday. This um, two days ago is when I had a really difficult time. So I still struggle with anxiety and panic attacks. Okay, so you were having panic attack and the plant therapy for you was definitely something that was beneficial and got you to the point where you are where it's not so much 110 percent. I spent so much of last year just in a space I think a lot of people can relate to that and um I remember my mom coming over yeah my mom came over one day um and she brought me a tomato plant and she says, here, take care of this tomato plant. And I'm like, mom, I don't want to take care of a tomato plant. I'm not interested. And from that one little tomato plant, caring for it, loving on it, uh, it spearheaded into many tomato plants and then flowers and then more edibles. And it just, I, I was able to spend so much of my time caring for these plants and doing that got me out of my head. And for people who deal with anxiety or depression or panic attacks, one of the issues is that we can't get out of our heads. It's, it's hard to come out of that space. And caring for plants, getting your hands in the soil, being outside in the sun, feeling the sun rays on your skin, it grounds you. And it mm. healed me in so many ways. And still continues to heal me. That's beautiful. I love that. And like the sun, you mentioned the sun and how it helps. And of course, you know, it helps with our melanin. It gives us that extra pop, that extra mm-hmm. glow. And then you already have all this great knowledge and, and expertise with makeup from your background in beauty blogging. And you got, you know, you got it popping, I'm sure. Um, let's see. I did. <laughs> I wanted to get into how we met. Do you remember how we met? Vaguely, but I mean, come on, girl. Like, uh, I don't remember last Thursday, yes. so don't put me on the spot here. <laughs> okay. So I know. I know. It's fine. How old is your oldest child? My oldest child, she will be seven in three weeks. Wow. Okay. She was definitely a baby. She was a newborn when I met you. This is what happened. Let me tell you what happened was. <laughs> story time. Back. So look. So our beloved uh, matriarch of the Black Girls Are Magic movement, Kashawn yeah. Jackson, 
she was the plug. Okay. I was in Orlando. Brittany, you're in Orlando. We're going to get to that. Mm-hmm. I was in Orlando, and of course, you were there. And I was a young mother, you know, with a, a newborn. She wasn't a newborn. She was about my my daughter, Isis, is seven right now. But she's like, you know, into her sevenness, mm-hmm. your, your baby. So that that's the uh, connection that I'm making in my mind as I'm trying to stay on track with the story. Basically, I had a young toddler and uh, I was looking for like-minded mothers, uh, black mothers, because we just have a certain way that we bond, of course. And, you know, being a crunchy mom with breastfeeding and, and cloth diapering and all of the fun things that I was into and, you know, making granola and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I was like, Sean, do you know anybody? Because like I said, she's the plug. She just internet wise, she just knows like all the black girls that are popular. Yep. So I said, Hey girl, Hey, can you let me know if anybody is in Orlando? And she said, Hey girl, Hey, yes, I can holler at Brittany. And I don't really remember exactly how we got connected, probably a phone number or some kind of direct message. Mm-hmm. And we set up a time to meet. I don't really remember what we did. I really don't remember much, but I did meet you and we did vibe. And we connected. It was temporary just because going back to, hey, we were some Black moms who had small Yeah, kids. life. Back to life life happened that's what it was so uh eventually I moved away from Orlando and you're still in Orlando so that covers how we met and we got reconnected as I was perusing the you know the plantagram the soil sisters and botanical brothers is what I like to call them and I was like is that Brittany oh snap (laughs) that's Brittany she in the plants now what's good so (laughs) Black Girl Green World, and here we are. Yeah. So, yes, there, there you have it. And so, you're in Florida, and I know that is a whole experience when it comes to abundance in plants, and it's it's unique in comparison to other places. I also want to shout out California because California has similar kind of you know qualities. But tell me about what it's like in in Florida with, with the plants? Oh, man. Uh, so I'm a Florida native, born and raised. I've lived in Central, South, and North Florida, so I claim all of this uh, messed up state, all of it. And I, man, I, I think there are challenges growing in Florida. Let's start with, let's start with vegetable gardening. gardening. I think I think what we fail to remember with Florida is that even though we have presumably great weather year round, we also have pests out of this world. And so while right now many people are dealing with snow and, you know, just this thing that's called a blizzard, like snowstorm, things that I can never relate to, I'm still dealing with aphids and pests. And that's just something that is a common thread through all of the months in Florida is that you're always going to be dealing with pests year round um and then while it seems like it's they never die they never go away I was outside earlier today looking at and right now I'm not growing any vegetables I'm doing a lot of ornamentals because they make me happy and I had three pots infested with ants which ants are not horrible they're not I mean they can be they can help aerate the soil they I get it they're not awful but the pot half the pot was ants so it's just like I think while we love the fact that we have the year-long great weather, we still deal with a lot. There's hurricane seasons that we have to consider. I mean, from September or from the start of hurricane season, so maybe not June, July, but definitely around August, September, October, I'm only gardening in pots because I have to consider the fact that if something does blow through, I want to be able to move my plants indoors or in my garage in case we do have a hurricane or in case we have tropical storm winds. So there's that to consider. And there's also the fact that there are some things that just don't grow as well here that I wish we could grow like brassicas. I mean, my gosh, yes, we can, but we can't grow them as prolifically as other States can. So 
there are those challenges, but then there's also the thing of, well, my Monstera is outside and it's happy. You know what I mean? And it can be Mm -hmm. outside year round and be fine. Whereas some people, they have to be Yeah, they got to do this thing where they call, it's called like bringing your plants in. I'm like, in for what? But it's in for freezing. Overwintering. Yeah. Well, like what is overwintering? I don't, I get it, but I don't, it's not something I consider because I hate to make y'all mad, but it was like 78 degrees today. So, you know what I mean? I know. I'm sorry. It's it's hashtag Florida gardeners be like. I know. (laughs) I I know. But again, like I said, I get it. And again, we still have, we still have our challenges with the pest and our limitations. You know, we can do a lot, but there's a lot that we can do. Um, I've, I have never been able to successfully do lettuces. They bolt incredibly quickly and it's just because of our Mm. heat, the heat, the sweltering heat. And then also let's say I can grow a lot in the summertime. Do you think I want to be outside maintaining a garden when it's 98 degrees and 97% humidity outside? Nah. Mm-mm. You know? So there's a consideration of the comfort levels of you have to get outside and garden before the sun goes up. And then... That's true. Yeah. You just got to get it in because it becomes unbearably hot after that. But okay, so I love how you got me to another question that I want to ask you about you being what you like to call a morning bird. Mm-hmm. You be up early, right? Daring. What's that like for you? What is your process like when you start your day? Oh, man. So I've been an early bird since I was a kid. It's just been embedded in me. I've never had to learn how to be this way. I've just always been someone who goes to bed early, who goes to bed early and wakes up early. Um, for me, the, the, the key to this, especially for people who want to be early birds, is you got to go to bed early. So if I go to bed past, for me, I need to be in the bed at 10. If I'm in bed at 11 or midnight, I'm already going to be doomed the next day. That's just how my body operates. So given that I've had a good amount of sleep and I'm up and, and I'm up and going, I have 30 ounces of water before I get out of the bed because I have a bottle of water next to me and I get to stretching. Um, if, I, if I was smart the night before, I would have done things like meal prepped and written out a to-do mm-hmm. list and you know I would have planned things well the night before so that I can be successful in the morning and I just ease on into my day it's not hard because it's just it's how I've always been my whole life I've never not been a morning bird which shocks people I like the morning time the, the, the world is quiet I love how quiet the world is at five six in the morning it's beautiful it is I I can definitely identify with that um because it certainly is there's a there's a hopefulness yeah you know the jewel is still on the grass and I've had experience with living in Florida I was kind of halfway raised in Florida for the most part and uh in North Florida and yeah it is it's so beautiful wow but it catch those moments before Florida turns all the way up Mm, (laughs) and the sun is like oh house girl so do you is that a time when you get your plant therapy in when you're up in those wee hours? Absolutely. I try to get up before everyone in the house. And so I spend that time. Sometimes it's only 15 minutes I can get. Sometimes it's 30 minutes, but that's the time I will take to assess my house plants. And then it's trickier now with the, what, with the time change, but in the summertime, no, wait, is the sun up earlier now? The sun is up earlier in the fall, right? In the Don't fall, in the winter, in the morning. The sun is up later in the winter. The sun is up later, right. Okay, so in the summertime, when the sun is up earlier, that kind of gives me a little bit more time to go outside. Um, But I also, the thing with plants is I just try to get it in where I can. So if I can get it in the first half of the day, by the time we come home and I've handled the kids and handled the house and handled everything and everyone, I I always find time to get the plant therapy in. I don't, it's to me, it's as if I like brushing my teeth and flossing is something I do every day. Um, and right. it's the same thing with plants. I brush my teeth and then I take care of my plants. It's always something that's, I don't, it's not, I never not do it. If that makes any sense. It makes all the sense. I mean, you are incorporating them into your, your morning routine. You're incorporating them into your lifestyle. Absolutely. So, you know, you got all these little ones that you're taking care of and you're full-time mom multi-passionate creative <laughs> so you need to be able to make space for those those plant babies that are keeping you 
sane, really. Absolutely. Exactly that. Yeah. They're they're the quiet babies that are, you know, very (laughs) (laughs) very I don't know, unless it's like a Fatonia and it's wilting on you just because you looked at it wrong. They they speak pretty loudly even though they don't, you know, yeah. You know what? I love what you're doing because you keep beating me to the questions that I'm trying to get to. Because <laughs> I literally wanted to ask, so I'll go ahead and ask. Um, in your experience, what are the easier to care for plants versus the divas? Hmm. Are we talking indoor house plants? Are we talking outdoor? Or a little bit of both. A little bit of both. Just call them out. Okay. So for houseplants, and I'm sure everyone who's into plants are going to know these staples, we got our pothos, which are fun because one, you can water propagate those babies. And I think for new plant folks, it's cool to see the roots in action and water and see how quickly they grow. So I always recommend pothos. We've got our ZZ yeah. plant, which you cannot kill. If you kill it, get your chakras realigned. Something is wrong if you kill a ZZ plant. Uh, I would say this, yeah, yeah, I don't want to put anybody on the spot, but it happens. I get it, but it should not I happen. One. You've killed one? It was outside, and there was a cold snap, and I learned these oh, no. plants do not have cold snap. Oh, I didn't know. So it wasn't my fault. It was the cold. Yeah, I'm not blaming you here, sister. This is not on you. That is all Mother Nature. So I'm, I, this is a safe place. I got you. I got you. I'm not here to judge. <laughs> unless, but, unless you can are very inside. No, not inside. They're a very hardy plant. They're very rewarding. So continue with, okay. with your Pocos, yes. easy. Of course, Sansevieria and snake plants. And the, the cool thing about those is that there are so many varieties and you can grow them for your mm-hmm. desk or you can get them you know, huge and put them in landscape. There's just so many ways to grow them and they do great indoors and outdoors. Um, so those are probably the staple three for as house plants. And I'm probably skipping some like Chinese evergreen and lipstick plant. But then for outdoors, I would say, hmm, I think microgreens are really easy to grow outside because they're super prolific really quickly. So for people who are new yeah. to plants, I love to recommend plants that give them a quick yield really fast because I want you want them to be excited about it. And if, if you give them something like a pumpkin that takes months, they're going to get discouraged and they won't care for it as often as they should. If you give them something quick like microgreens, which will start sprouting in days, it's just gets them super excited. So microgreens, green beans, which are so fun, especially for kids, because you get to see them, you get to see the big old seed and those kind of pop up really fast. And then it's something that most of us are used to eating or seeing. And then Mm -hmm. um, tomatoes. I think tomatoes zones and there's so many different varieties and i mean i feel like most people don't have too many issues especially with cherry tomatoes i know the bigger ones can be a challenge here in florida but the cherry tomatoes are fun and also great yield so there we have it for the easy ones clarify please when you say cherry tomatoes or or any tomato in your experience are you talking about determinate or indeterminate Definitely determinate because indeterminate, they will grow on forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. And if you're someone who has limited space, if you're growing in a pot, if you live in an apartment, if you're growing on a balcony, it's just you can't you can't manage it. It's just not manageable for many. She a lot. Um, I learned about when I when I wasn't sure what I was doing, I was just like, I'm gonna grow me some tomatoes, child, and (laughs) did not realize that the seeds that I had were the indeterminate and or unclear about these terms indeterminate means that it just it's a vine it's Mm -hmm. kind of a wild and it just grows up to I don't know 14 20 feet um but indeterminate is like it just grows cute in a little pot perfect for a pot Mm -hmm. that's the best way to put it it has a determined amount of space that it will take up that's the thing about plants is that, especially for, and I always reference new people who are, or people who are new to plants because we were all that person, is that there's just so many terms that we don't know. And a lot of it is just going to take experimentation. And luckily we have Plantstagram and we have, you know, I, I just love seeing so many of us getting into this because we can educate each other along the way. You can post a picture <laughs> of your indeterminate plant and ask questions about it. Whereas 20, 30 years yep. ago, you were kind of just stuck. 
but now we have this big old online community and all of these resources you got youtube channels and it's just it's a good time to be into plants i'm loving it that is such a good point because i know that if i would have gotten into it before the internet it would have been more challenging Mm -hmm. definitely more temporary but i could just like literally take my phone out and get an answer while i'm standing in the back it's beautiful yes Yes. I mean, of course, there's a lot of trash that comes along with. Oh, yeah, well. We're not getting into that right now. That's not what we're here to do. That's another conversation for another day. (laughs) It is. So, okay, I understand the plants that you enjoy. Now, what about these seedlings that give you a hard time? Oh, man. So, I'm not a fan of succulents. I think they're beautiful, but I just, eh, I don't have time to figure out your needs. I what do you mean you're in Florida succulent city yeah but I don't know how often to water you and then if I over I I just I can't figure it out (laughs) you know I'm I'm overthinking it maybe I over love but I just and again if they're out if so my succulents are outside and there's a rainstorm well then when do I need to water you again and there's also the humidity consideration so because you're getting that outside moisture do I water you like I can't figure it out I can't. Okay, so you're going back to your Florida gardening problems. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, in my Florida gardening experience, and perhaps this can help you, I don't know who needs to hear this. And it's funny because I feel like this that phrase has been going around a lot with memes and stuff, but I don't <laughs> know who needs to hear this. But what I will say is succulents, they're cool. Like, they're very relaxed. They don't really want you to fuss over them. When it rains, they're good when it is not raining they're still good just they are you know desert plants originally most of them as far as I'm aware mm-hmm. so there's that but yeah you were overthinking it or you yeah. still are I understand the humidity from it. here's the thing though you live and you learn. here's the thing about succulents I still buy them mm-hmm. you know what I mean I've killed several mm-hmm. I, I just purchased one a couple of days ago at a plant sale at a local nursery here and it's a I don't even know the name of it but it's this brown succulent and it's got these really funky leaves and I'm like okay I'm gonna try it again so though I'm naming plants that I don't particularly love or don't succeed at I'm still gonna buy them because as plant people we are always <laughs> ready to prove the plant wrong like nope even though I killed you 12 times I'm gonna try again and that's just kind of the beauty of who we are mm-hmm. as people and so succulents cacti yeah. Uh, I have a hard time with petonias because they like any kind of plant that prefers to be in a terrarium. I feel like a lot of those plants, they just want to be outside. They don't want to be house plants. And we should just respect mm-hmm. that and let them be outside plants. Petonias, they think your little terrarium is cute. They prefer to be outside in somebody's jungle on somebody's ground floor. Yeah. Not in your... <laughs> I mean, we like them because they're pretty, but this is their ideal conditions are not conducive for a lot of us. And a lot of us cannot meet their needs. And that's why wow. plants like um, dumb canes, Diffenbachia, cute, but you prefer to be outside. This is why you have a hard time growing. The What's the, the little UFO pancake plant? I'm not going to say its real name because I mispronounce it. I don't know if it's Pilea, Pilea. I know what you're saying. Yeah, how do you say it? I think I say Pilea. But I don't, who knows? Tomato, tomato. Exactly. Anyway. That's why I'm like pancake plant. Y'all know what that is. That one. That thing, yeah. you know, I've heard things about that. And then, so one plant that I just, the African face mask. You know what I'm talking Word. about, right? I don't know who that is. It's, who is she? Is it a, she, uh, come on, you know her. She's dark green leaves. She's kind of got the little middle light green vine. She looks like an African mask. You know her when you- Really? Know. I feel like I'm going to want one of those. Okay. Let me just ask on Google, okay? You've African gotta know face this. Plant? You've got us you've seen it. African face mask plant. Okay, Google Auntie know who that is. She she, goes, she's not a single. I don't like her. Oh girl. No, you done triggered me. No. No. Have you killed I feel one? Like you and I, we had a moment. Oh, oh no, no, you done triggered me. What happened? Okay. Just, let me tell you what happened. <laughs> so you're right. She don't like to be in the house. No. I had her in the and the houseplant, it was over winter, if I'm not mistaken. This was in Atlanta. 
all the house plants such as my regal shield alocasia mm. um she's an alocasia that's stunner. what she is she's an alocasia she but that girl right there is loyal, okay? One thing that she's going to do is she's going to be cute for you and she's not going to give you a hard time. Oh. This African face mask, yeah. girl, yeah, not for me. She because likes Because I gave her my... We're going to come back to that. Yeah. I she gave her my... I watered her and I gave her what I believe were, you know, desirable amounts of sun exposure Mm -mm. and she just turned on me and I was just like okay girl so Mm. I guess we just not gonna go so that's what had happened (laughs) you you had such a difficult time with her that you just completely zapped her out of your mind that's why you were like what is African face (laughs) because also I guess some people call her like zebra something or other I don't know there's so many street names for these plants yeah She's really cute. Um, I do want to go back to what you said about some plants that they just don't like to be in the house. They want to be outside. They want to be free. That makes me think of like wild animals. Like Mm -hmm. the people who want to bring monkeys in the house are probably the same people who are bringing this African face Mm -hmm. plant in the house. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just, I feel... Again, I'm I'm grateful that many of us have the opportunity to have plants and house them, rare or common. It's just beautiful to bring the outside indoors. But personally, I'm not one to fight Mother Nature. And if a plant does not like my conditions, I'm not going to fight it on it. You know what I mean? And this, I'm I'm fortunate to live in Florida to where I can take plants and say, "Hey, you're not working in my house. Go outside, and it won't die." I know everyone doesn't have that that luxury and that privilege luxury yeah but mm-hmm. i think we need to be very mindful when we're picking up plants or when we're when we're looking at plants we've got to do our due diligence and do our research and can we meet the conditions that this plant is used to if this because a lot of our plants that we love are tropical and if you cannot provide the conditions that that plant is used to don't bring that baby home if you aren't willing to adjust your the humidity in your home if you are if you've got a little meter and it tells you that naturally just with your AC or heat running that you've got humidity of 20% and you're thinking, I don't want to buy a humidifier. It's not worth it to me. Or I buy a humidifier and I can still only get humidity up to 30%. Don't even get tropical plants because they're not going to thrive. And I think a lot of times people think that just because, oh, my plant's growing, but is your plant thriving? Yeah. Mm. Just because you have it and it's green and it's not dying, that doesn't mean it's thriving and so i'm all i'm i'm and this is just me being a complete snob i'm willing to admit that but i only want to have plants that i can help thrive and if something's not thriving with me and or i've had a history of plants not thriving i'm either going to try to tweak those conditions or i'm just not going to buy the plant maybe you prefer to be outside (laughs) and and I'm, i'm okay with that because there are many species and genus of plants that are for me whose conditions i can you know i can meet and can help thrive but every plan is not for everybody in every home. And that's just how I feel about that. I appreciate that you are able to articulate that in such a way where it's like, you know, it, it makes all the sense to me. <laughs> and, you know, the word. And if anybody's been out here struggling with the plant, I hope that you got a little bit of insight there because I know that not everybody is well-versed. And of course, a podcast is a great place to come to, Mm -hmm. to feel like, hey, I could use some more information about this subject. So let me see what I can get from that. So yes, I appreciate that. Let me me ask you something about buddies in Florida. Let's go. I imagine they're everywhere, right? Like you could just, your neighbors, do you engage with your neighbors in that way? You see something you like? wild monstera perhaps i yeah absolutely there's a lady who lives down my street who had massive giant pothos i mean y'all these pothos were uh, i mean like they're huge i mean bigger than your head maybe three the rihanna's head times three i can say that because why gotta be well because she she picks on her own head so this is okay right This is this is a safe space, you said. So we're good. Don't come for me, Rihanna. And if you yeah. do, put some money behind Black and the Garden, okay? Uh, <laughs> no, but I, what I mean is, is they were massive and they were variegated. And you know, plant folks love variegation, girl. They just obsessed with variegation. So these giant 
pothos were growing on a neighbor's tree. I almost wrecked my car looking at it and I'm staring at it. And, wow. and it took me days to say, you know what, why don't you just ask her if you can get some cuttings of that? So I uh, didn't know how to do that. I did, wasn't going to just ring her doorbell. It's, it's 2019. People don't open their door to strangers. I'm black. You know where this is going, right? So I just had, I had to be very cautious. Had to be very cautious. So yeah. I wrote her a letter and I said, hey, neighbor, oh. just want to let you know, I look, you've got this, this huge tree with these plants on it that I really love. If you're okay with it, can I have a clipping? If not, let's pretend this didn't happen. Signed, your neighbor, <laughs> <laughs> signed your neighbor at my address. And I put it at her doorstep and moved on with my life. Oh, I also put my phone number down at, on the on the card. She then texts me yeah. and she says, hey, no problem. You are more than welcome to pick whatever you need. And from that, we, we, we had a friendship. Her daughter goes to the same school as my daughter. Every time we see each other, it's like, hey. Wow. And she also invited me to her backyard where she has more of those plants. And so she also had different uh, types of a kind of bird's paradise that I've never seen before and a steak plant that I've been wanting but didn't want to buy so I'm definitely okay with approaching people to ask for plants I'm okay with going to nurseries and saying hey what y'all got back there that's dying that you can't sell I'm cool with that uh I will do it to the big box stores I will do it to the mom and pops I know I mean it's just closed mouths don't get fed man so I'm I'm cool with asking hey that that is that is such a, I like that philosophy because I've adapted a similar philosophy with asking for cuttings or, you know, just going about and seeing something that I like. Yeah. Possibly just in general. So, yeah, a closed mouth is not going to get bad. Yeah, so, the cool thing is, is people start looking out for you. I've done this at a local greenhouse where, you know, I'll, I, I, always, I, I also buy, so I'm not just someone who just rolls in there. Like, yo, what you got for free? <laughs> I do support the business. Yeah. But they know me sure. and they'll say, Oh, hey, Brittany, what's up? Just to let you know we've got these poinsettias that are dying. You know, we can't sell them. They're free, they're 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 yours to have. And I always take them because mm-hmm. even if I can't use them, I will compost them. So there's I will find use for everything that they give me, which is pretty cool. That is brilliant. That is the circle of life. Yeah, man. Composting. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Uh what kind of advice? have you received from your mom in this journey? I know she gave you your first tomato plant and surely she has to be in your ear making sure that you have all her good tips to pass along to your baby. You know, my mom is, man, this is a thing about plants that it's just a good time. And you and I have talked about this before on Marco Polo, just of, of how we, there's just resurgence of what we've already had instilled within us, which is Mm -hmm. the relationship that we have with, the earth we've always had this and though many of us are new we really aren't new it's our grandmothers our great-grandmothers our great-great like it's just this is who we are yeah this is who we are and my mom doesn't she hasn't really gardened this much this past year and so she doesn't give me too many tips and advice but I went to visit her for Thanksgiving and her whole house is a garden And I said, mom, you've got so many plants, you know, just things that I've given her, things that she's accumulated over the years. And it's been a while since I've been to her house with the kids. And the kids are just like, wow, it looks like mom's house. Like they were kind of saying, mom's got this plan. Mom's got this plan. And Gabe has this plan. And Gabe has this plan. And they were just kind of seeing the similarities between the two different houses. And it made me, yeah, it's great. And it just made me realize, I said, mom, did you have this many plants when I lived here at 18? And she says, Brittany, because I'm Brittany in my family, Brittany, I've always had plants. Mm -hmm. And I, I closed my eyes and I thought about it and I said, yo, it's true. My mom has always had plants. I've just ignored them. I just, Mm. I didn't, I didn't. You were plant blind. Yeah, I didn't see them. And so I like, Mm. when she said that to me, I closed my eyes and I try to think back to when my grandparents, my grandmothers were living. My, my mother's mother, she had plants. She had an orchid. She lived in Ohio. She had an orchid. And all kinds of fruit trees and outdoor plants and tomatoes galore and all of these things. And I closed my eyes again. And I thought yeah. about what my my father's mother had. She lived. She had a, what was called a Florida room. Folks from Florida know what a Florida room is. It's a well lit. For sure. You know what it is, right? It's a well lit part of the house. It's a room for plants. It's is what I call it. It's a room for plants. And my grand my grandmother yeah. had this. And as a kid, it it just I didn't see it. And so. 
I don't need tips from my mom because I'm where I need to be because I'm being lifted up by the, by the women who are who are with me and the women in spirit. My grandmothers loved plants, even though I didn't know that they knew that at the time. My mother loves plants. My daughter's around here at six years old telling people what aloe is. Oh, aloe is a succulent. You know, so I'm, I'm raising next generation of plant lovers. Right. This is who we are as a people. And it's just so beautiful to watch. And I kind of wish I could go back to my college self and high school stuff and have been like, man, girl, you should have woke up. You should have, you should have been, you should have been plant woke. But nonetheless, here we are. And I'm plant okay woke. with that. Oh my God. <laughs> are we doing this now? Is that the new we hashtag? We're doing it. Like, don't you, I don't know who you got into plants, but uh, do you wish it was earlier in your life? I do. Absolutely. Yeah. It would have changed my life because for the pure, the, the concept of entrepreneurship, which I talk about, like, literally on every episode where it's like okay if I knew being in Florida having uh graduated from high school there and I had the opportunity I could have went to FAMU that's an agricultural it's a what are you HBCU listen let me tell you something you know I was raised in Tallahassee I elementary to high school Tallahassee Florida Grew up okay. as a baby rattler. I'm not calling myself a real rattler because mm-hmm. I didn't go to the college. But yo, why didn't I grow right. Why didn't I major in botany? You right because the university is right there. Florida agriculture. That's what I. Agriculture. Like we could have yeah. been the next generation of black gardeners. But we already are. We are. And just so it's okay. Right. It's okay. It's just like you know, fun fact. I am a college dropout, but I know I would not have been if I would have had a passion. Um, but things yeah. happen in their time. And no regret. You know, so no regrets. I'm, yeah, no regret. I'm glad that I'm here now with this opportunity to, you know, change the trajectory of my whole life yeah. and create a legacy for my children um, with entrepreneurship and just teaching them to appreciate nature. But big picture, teaching them how to love the earth and respect the earth because mm-hmm. it is, we're passing it on to them. We don't get to stay here forever. Plants are, I, man, from an emotional standpoint to a mental, the wellness, plant therapy is a real thing, guys. I'm telling you, when I would be in the middle of panic, my chest tightening, my heart beating fast, my palms sweaty, my brain spewing all of this mess that I could not get rid of. I mm. would feel so centered being outside. And again, for me, it's all about the senses, feeling the sun, no matter how hot it is, feeling the sun, feeling the, the, the soil, taking tomatoes and biting them and tasting what I grew from a seed just yeah, having plans for all of that into me help heal me and I still deal with the panic attacks and the anxiety because hello black in America but I I know <laughs> I, I have a resource I know I know where to go I know that if I'm too if I haven't played in my plans long enough that I'm probably going to be more anxious that I'm probably going to be more snappy mm-hmm. at my kids and so plants have the ability to heal us from the inside out they have the ability to connect us I mean look at you and I Look at me and my neighbor. Look at all the people that we come across who are into plants. Plants have the ability to make us money. Look at all these black-owned businesses, you know, all related to plants. Plants have the ability to heal us. So it's a good time to be alive and be in the plants. And I'm just that person who's trying to convince everybody to own a plant. Because to me, it only takes one. If you can keep one plant alive successfully, you feel good. And then you want to get another plant. And then you want to get another plant. And then you want to try outdoor gardening. And then you want to try hydroponics. Like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm doing hydroponics right now, girl. Then you want to try seed starting. And it just takes you to mm. all these different levels. And it's fun. Because even if you mess up, I love it. it's like you've, you've learned yeah. and you kind of want to do it again. Yeah. I mean, you buy a pack of seeds for, I don't know, let's say $1.50. Yeah. And try a few out you're you're not making an investment that you're gonna feel so bad about that mm-hmm. not working 
it's so oh, worth it. And it's a cheap, oh. it's a cheap investment. You know, the, like you said, the seeds cost one fifty. If you got a pot and some soil, you you you're in business. Or if you know someone that has a plant and they can get you some cuttings, you're in. Like it, just, it takes so little, but the the outcome and the yield is just always so prolific to me. It is. And then when you have a plant and you're able to get it to flourish, you have cutting mm-hmm. and it's just given. I love it. It's beautiful. Wow. It's a beautiful thing. Brittany, Brittany, this has been dope. Wow. Um, I want you to tell us how we can keep up with you. I can talk with you forever and ever. And so we'll just, you know, we'll talk. <laughs> <laughs> but tell everybody else how they can get at you yeah i am on the gram as black girl green world i try to update at least a couple times a week there and then um i still do clumps of mascara mostly stories so i'm instagram stories there if you are in orlando mm-hmm. i'm going to plug my group that i'm proud of i have a group called black moms of orlando we're almost 400 women deep it is a deep. it is not just a meetup like oh let's go to the park thing it's also a we have um a safe space to where we can help support women in need. We have charitable things that we do. Um, so if there are any moms out there or people who know moms in the Orlando area, please connect with us there. It's a very rich community of great, great women. In fact, our last meetup was at a nursery. What, what? That was fun. Um, of course. And yeah, of course, I'm also on Twitter under Clumps and Mascara. I tweet my thoughts, which can be dangerous, but also entertaining depending on who you are. Mm-hmm. I think we can we can enjoy them. I think yeah yeah. If you enjoyed hearing this conversation, then whatever you say on Twitter couldn't be that far off. Ah, so okay. Thank you again, <laughs> thank you again, my dear Brittany. Thank you. I appreciate the time. Green world. Thank you for the work yes. that you're doing for and the community that's so needed and is so appreciated. You are welcome. You all are welcome, and I hope that y'all continue to enjoy and support and all those good things. And Brittany, I would like to wish you love light and soil likewise sister thank you what is better than a real good planty interview with the homie black girl green world I can tell you the one thing. I can think of one thing. Can you think of one thing? Suspense. Let's say, for example, you entered a giveaway on last week, sometime in the last few days. Um, I understand that sometimes these episodes are listened to in real time and sometimes they're listened to in the future. We in the present. And presently, the suspense has built to a point where... It is time to announce a winner of the Rooted Pots giveaway. And I am very excited and proud to do so, having the opportunity to get this set up as the first interview. Did I say interview? First giveaway. Hello. On Black in the Garden with our uh, first Black affiliate sponsor, Rooted Pots. And without further ado, I will announce our first winner. And that winner on Instagram, because this is definitely something that happened through Instagram in case you did not know, is I am Scotland Yard. That's I-A-M-S-C-O-T-L-A-N-D-Y-A-R-D. All right. Sounds like a very refined individual. And our second winner is B1 Biz Connect. And that's the letter B, the number one, B-I-Z-C-O-N-N-E-C-T. And those are the lucky winners of the Rooted Pots that we'll be giving away. All the details are listed on the original post. Comments have since been disabled. The giveaway is over. Like if you didn't already know that it was over when the drawing occurred, if you didn't know, now you know. And I appreciate you all so very much. Everyone who entered every comment, every story, every like, every mention. Yo, it was dope. And I had a great time. It was not as difficult as I thought it would be. Just getting 
all of the entries, listed it into a randomizer and um, sorting this thing out. And I look forward to what we're going to do in the future. I am very, very thankful, grateful for you all joining me on today. Remember our Kwanzaa principle for the week is Imani. And thank you so much for tuning into Black in the Garden. Follow us on Instagram at Black in the Garden and all the socials, well, Twitter at Black in the Garden. And uh, keep up with those hashtags, hashtag Black in the Garden, hashtag Botanical Brothers, hashtag Planty Peeps, hashtag Plant Woke, okay? And thank you so much once again, wishing you love, light, and soil.